Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. That's correct. Yeah. I also like it when they like, um, you know, when a couple of them said, "You're not God," you know, you can't you can't judge another man. I said, "Oh, really? I think it's really convenient that he invokes the name of God when it's convenient for himself, and that you also invoke it when it's convenient for the story." I would have said, "I worked at a gay mashed potato club bar. I've judged plenty men." Apparently, you're not a homosexual in Hell's Kitchen. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should shut up, Peoria, Illinois. I live in the dance belt. I have been judging men <laughs> ten times a day, seven days a week. And me. I live across the street from a church that I may or may not go to, but I see it, which means <laughs> I go to church adjacent. But when I walk by it, I just feel the flames. I right. get a little bit hot. Then I'm tan. Just on one side. Right. Nice. Then I have to go down the other side of the block. Um, before we, we really get rolling, I just want to apologize if you walk around the house today on behalf of my Jules, who is Mr. Christmas, has decided to put jingle bells on every door handle. Oh. Yeah. At first I contemplated murder-suicide, but then I thought, I don't want to drag myself into this. Hmm. It's okay. not worth it. Jingle bells on every door. So now... Not only if you open any major door to leave the establishment do you hear the remixer ADT woman going, front door, door. But now, if you use any of the interior doors, it sounds like a cat that's stuck in, in the couch in between, in between the outside and the cushions, you know? Uh-huh. So this would be very difficult if you were Julia Roberts and sleeping with the enemy to yeah, leave the house. Yeah, I can't. There's no way. Yeah. That, that roll of hundreds is going to stay firmly planted in my closet until oh my the God. season Check is the done. the cupboards, all labels out. Yeah, yeah. Noise everywhere I go. It sounds like Jacob Marley. <laughs> and it's, you know, I wake up early. So it's like 5.30 in the morning. I'm trying to make a very graceful exit yeah. of, of a room. But then you go to touch it and it's like... It's like you're jerking off Santa Claus. Yeah, we might as well just walk around with buvuzelas. What's that? Those horns that they have whenever you watch like Spanish soccer matches that are like. Oh, shit. <laughs> Good morning. Could you imagine if that was your alarm? Yes. I'd love that. It's time to wake up, Patrick. I'm up. I'm up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there's jingle bells. I, I think within my jewels lies a 65-year-old white woman who works at Home Goods. No, I like Bless his heart. That's Are you drinking the... a Coke? <laughs> I didn't get a coffee. It's 10 in the <laughs> It's 11. Oh, that makes it okay? Yes, it does. But you arrived here at 11, which means you... Got it at 10.30. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. I used to be on tour with a woman who was like, I hate coffee. And she'd wake up 9 a.m. bus call with a Coke in her hand, a full sugar Coke. And I was like, oh, 
But it's the way that she said, I don't drink coffee as if you stupid people. And then she's like, who wants a Mountain Dew and some Kit Kats? Let's do this travel day. She puts it in a ninja and blends it all. <laughs> I can't. How do you do that before? There is a time frame well, for let me, my liquids. Then let me ask you this. People are like, oh, I just need my morning coffee. And then all of a sudden it comes out and it's like a shamrock shake from Starbucks. Like a frappuccino we type Those coffee? Aren't, that's not coffee. No, then you're not a real coffee drinker. That's not, I don't know what that is. And I don't understand, I've seen, I don't remember seeing kids in coffee shops getting this on the way to school, because that's probably like 600 calories. Oh, it's disgusting. And then they're just farting in class. Ew, just like the Grinch. Well, Matthew Morris is Grinch. <laughs> can't get over that wig. I just can't. I just, I felt like I was, I was like, did I just get me too I, I watched about five seconds of it, and I was like, I, I think I need to call a lawyer. <laughs> I just, you know, The Grinch is not one of my favorites. I'm very partial to Charlie Brown. Uh-huh. So I stick with that. Okay. All right. Did you watch The Prom, though? No, I have not. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I'm working my way through my Christmas collection right now, and I came to the realization after I watched Christmas Vacation for the 5,000th time last night. So good. One of my favorites. Why I is realized... the carpet all wet, Todd? Do you realize where Todd and Margo? Do you do you even realize that? That if we ever lived together, we're Todd. And, why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. <laughs> and you 100%. I'm going to go over there. If you're not going to be a real man. I'll do it. I'm a real man. 100%. Uh, we're gonna have to get those shirts that say "I don't know, Margot." I, I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Or at least the tracksuits. Oh my God! Yes, and the Evian. <laughs> After your shower, of course. Mm. All right. Uh, some other things to discuss as we ease our way in. So, what is the difference between Peloton and SoulCycle? Um, one is good, and one is crap. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. First of all. What if you don't want to do the weights? You don't have to do anything. Great. Okay. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. But the thing is, you're going to start on this Peloton journey and you're going to suddenly go, oh, they have this. Oh, I'll do that. <gasps> what about this? Well, I don't want to throw my arm out. You're not just one arm. What's just wrong with you? They're two re- pound weights. Trust me. What... The- a lot you of these delicate trainers, flower. A lot of these people, what I've learned at the Soul Cycle is oh, that God, they don't actually, since they're not real trainers. <laughs> they're not at all. Right. So you're doing. They're cult members. Right. So you're doing things to your, with these weights, no matter what, uh, how, no matter how heavy they are. They're kind of compromised. If you like, I have a compromised shoulder. So if you're doing things, where you're like riding the bike like this and holding like the shake weight out, you know, no, out no. Of your butt, then you're they're not going to do that to you at Peloton okay. because they actually are very well trained. They understand physiology. Like at SoulCycle, they're like, take out your three pound weights. Great, girls. Now hold them over your head. Great. Now juggle them. Everybody know how to juggle. Now pass them to your right, pass them to your left. Everything about SoulCycle. I mean, and we've we've unpacked the the difficulties of this, the stupidity of this class in other episodes. Go back and listen to all of them on DearPodOfficial.com. Correct. 
Here's the other thing that I'll say that's great about their instructors. You want to hear their voices. It is very important to get an instructor whose voice is good. And I say this because when I was in Ohio, I Orange Theories were open. So I was like, you know what? I'll sign up for like a month's worth of Orange Theory classes again. Get back into the saddle. See if I miss it. I had an instructor. <laughs> you would have died. Who sounded like he was a ride operator at Animal Kingdom in Disney. Never been. Like, you know ride operators when they're like, Oh, welcome to Disney's Animal Kingdom. Ready for the ride of your life, everybody. Hold on to your seats because we're going to have an amazing time. Jumbo, everybody. My name is Chris. You're going on a Kilimanjaro safari. If you look to your left, you'll see five copy. How exciting for you. It's the voice of someone that's worked at the park for too long. Exactly. Like, they have their script. They've said it so many times. And they just fall right into it. And this is this guy. That's not my mother-in-law. That is just a hippopotamus. <laughs> it uh, didn't help uh, that this guy uh. was dressed up like an elf either. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, this is just <laughs> awful. So everybody turn your treadmills up to push pace. And high four, three. There it is. Let it ride. No. Enjoy your teacups. No, thanks. I was like, my sphincter. A good voice is so important and appropriate for whatever you do. I think we have very good podcasting voices. I agree. And I think that our audience would agree with that. They better. <gasps> okay. <clears throat> Clearing my throat and readying myself. Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast, everybody. So grab your two-pound weights. I'm your host, Chris the Instructor. <laughs> Here, I'll just pick a different one. Prince Philip. <laughs> I'm Dakota Fanning. I'm supposed to not use Hume Cronin anymore because apparently I've used that name more than Steven Spielberg, according to my jewels. And we're coming to you from the Maha Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? 250 strands of light, 100 individual <gasps> bulbs per strand for a grand total of 25,000 imported Italian twinkle lights. Hey! 25,000. Fire it up, Dad. I dedicate this house to the Griswold family Christmas. Aww. Drum roll, please. I love that movie. Why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. <laughs> this week, like every damn week of this past year and the year before, we are regurgitating the advice articles of Ann Landers and Dear Abby. Just bringing them back out to light, talking to them, talking about them, talking within them. So if you don't already, what the hell are you waiting for? Follow us on your social media at Dear Pod Official on your Instagram and your Twitter and your Face Place. Our webby website, www.http colon backslash backslash www.dearpodofficial.com where you can find 
every last episode. Just there, ripe for the picking on one page. How easy is that? And don't forget. <gasps> the Patreon email page. Us? Oh, oh, well, you could also email us, too, at DearPodOfficial.com. I mean, you could. You could. I mean, if you've got advice questions. Carrier because pigeon we, or we take them. I it's mean, fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, Spitball. smoke signal. Yeah, we I can. Tin can I mean, with a string attached yeah. to it. We'll do whatever. <laughs> I mean, I don't just, care. Just talk to us. Yeah. And of course... Morse code. Are you looking for that special gift to stuff in someone's stocking this oh, Christmas stuff season? stuff it good. Stuff then it Then stuff it. Good. Bring yourself over to patreon.com slash dearpodofficial and give oh, the gift fuck. of comedy content. Oh, stuff that Two stuff different it. levels of subscribers. Oh, Three and five dollars. For the price of one over, oversized, disgusting, 600-calorie crap a frappuccino, <laughs> put that crap down. Put your eggnog latte down. Oh. <laughs> and instead, feed your brain inappropriate calories with us. Patreon.com slash DearPodOfficial. Give, give, give. Tis the season. Tis. Tis the season for us to take. Yes. Yes. Oh, and here's another little tidbit oh, that fuck. I... I know. Okay. I'm so sorry. Jesus. I it was really strong. But now, okay. like, the coffee's kicking in. Sure. We had and 45 I, minutes of nonsense, and now we're ready. I know. Now I'm ready. Now right. I'm in the pocket. Great. Great. I think it's because I talked like the Orange Theory instructor. Everybody, here we go. <laughs> we have a very special event coming up next week, for which we are raising money for a very worthy cause uh on sunday december 20th at 7 p.m we have erin and jim super fun happy everything is fine nothing at all is wrong holiday spectacular so for five american dollars you can donate uh we will be accepting it on our venmo at pineapple ranch productions find us on venmo send us a fiver in exchange, on the day of the show, we send you a link to our private virtual variety show where we will have performances from Tony nominee Kate Baldwin, her husband, Ooh. Broadway favorite Graham Rowett, NPR's Ask Me Another uh, grand host, Ophira Eisenberg, American Idol's Ace Young and Diana DeGarmo, and a host of other amazing talents from Drag Acts to Magic Acts to Kermit the Frog, there is something for everybody in this holiday spectacular. Wow. So we will be streaming live. We have some pre-taped, uh, you know, bits and things that will be dropped in. Richie Klein makes a guest appearance from Three's Company. Richie Klein with those pants. Well, no, we we made him we made him wear something that has a little bit more breathing room. Oh, so that's too bad. To, just to keep the show PG thirteen. That's all. So find us online at uh, Venmo for Pineapple Ranch Productions. We send you the link. You tune in Sunday, December 20th, 7 p.m. All the money that is raised goes to the Kelly Melia Memorial Fund. Now, Kelly Melia was a good friend of mine. We went to Ithaca College together. And uh, unfortunately, she uh, she found out she had brain cancer in August and now has left this earthly plane, leaving behind oh a husband God. and two children under the age of five, a load of hospice bills and child care bills. So all of the money that is raised is going to her GoFundMe. What could be a more noble cause? And for five bucks, you're getting a show and a half. Did you just hear that list of people? I did. I did. It's intense. I'm sorry. I'm going to see if I can get the Orange Theory instructor to make an appearance too. Just to, to do like interstitial motivational talks. Is Gail going to be get- on it? Um, no, she, unfortunately, she will be hopefully watching from the audience, oh. but she was, um, she was a, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, because she could do it. She her... necessitated 
a very important connection of bringing us to Ace Young and Diana DeGarmo. Oh, I was so hoping she was that the maybe, I was maybe hoping that she would do um, her performance from putting on the hits. Oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, if she's I'm up just, for it, I can't. Gail, if you're out there. You know, just, the only thing missing is a dance act. <laughs> so maybe she'll just send the clips. I don't know. I don't want to force anybody to do anything. Gail, we're not going to force you to do anything. No, you but if do. you want to come and dance live for Patty, I'm just saying. I'm just saying I would absolutely love it. It would stuff his stocking this holiday season. My stocking would be fully... Erect. Correct. <laughs> Ew. Tell the folks what our topic is. This week, our topic is Christmas cards. Or... Holiday cards, depending on Oh, how. you kept it a little bit more vague. Well, I mean, you know. Is this because it's Hanukkah? No, it's because people get insulted by it. I like when people say there's a war on Christmas. I'm like, is there? Uh, don't we have bigger fish to fry now? The biggest war on Christmas is that there's a white Jesus in a manger. Look, I mean, the biggest let's... war on Christmas is who gets that vaccine first. And I have no problem kicking over old women and children. To get I, to the front of that line. I, well, I'm going to wait for the first thousand people to get it. And then I'm <laughs> yeah, but be the like, first thousand tick, people tick, are the tick, ones tick. that we need. Is anybody, like if anything goes wrong, then we've just killed our first line of defense. <laughs> Look, one of these things is coming from Cambridge, Massachusetts. So I completely trust it. But oh, when you get sure. shot in the arm with it, like five minutes later, you go, go socks. Oh, no. Oh, crap. Hey, Tommy. I love Nomar Garcia Parra. <laughs> Someone get me a Sam Adams. What if, what if that's just Moderna's like elaborate plan to make everybody a Sox fan? Oh, God. It could happen. I did sort of just black out with whatever you just said. I uh, See, exactly. But you were talking sports. Fucking Tommy. He's been a bouncer at the hop this whole time. Shh. He sits and bumping a bump a trick. Did you just say shh? Uh, it was short for shit. Oh, okay. There you go. Oh, we're talking shit this week, y'all. Yeah. Well, then let me start it out oh. with a big pile of shit. Oh, please do. Is, <clears throat> Gwyneth Paltrow recently had an interview. Okay. And it was, you know, the title's roughly her public scrutiny and why she is in semi-retirement. Semi-retirement? Even though Nobody's she's just Nobody's asked the, her. Just, I mean, she's on The Politician, so I don't know what she's talking about. That means semi. Is that TV? Yeah. Okay. I think when you hit the bullseye when you're 26 years old, shut up, stop it. Matrix driven person who, frankly, doesn't love acting that much, as it turns out. I mean, I was kind of like, okay, I don't. (laughs) It wasn't like I felt like it wasn't worth doing. I sort of felt like, well, now who am I supposed to be? What am I? What am I driving towards? Okay. Steamed vaginas. Being a kid who's like living every breakup on every headline, being criticized for everything you do, say, where, and also acting is so transitory. You're always all over. It's hard to plant roots. Like, I'm such a homebody, you know? I mean, you know me. I like to be with my old friends and cook and squeeze my kids. So she likes to cook and squeeze her kids. Ew. She likes to cook them and then squeeze them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be alone in a hotel room in Budapest for six weeks. Like, it's not who I am. So if you compound those things with the fact that, you know, like, to be totally candid, I had a really rough boss, boss most of my movie career at Miramax. So 
you take all those things. Oh. <laughs> you know how you said you blacked out? I never had a problem standing up to him. I wasn't scared of him. I also felt like for a period of time, I was the consumer face of Miramax, and I felt like it was my duty to push back against him. Uh. I... <laughs> Let's go back to cook and squeeze your kids because I that's something I can actually hook on to. That might be fun in a Hansel and Gretel kind of way. So she is now full-blown entered Anne Hathaway. Territory. Like they're, they're all like a, a bucket of bullshit uh-huh, people. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It came true. I know what my calling is. Just vaginas. Steaming them, making them into candles. Because that is a noble cause. All right, holiday cards are the theme. And you did a very good job by figuring out this theme this week because I I was lost. I was out to sea. You keep putting Christmas in. This this, uh, month, Uh what are we in? December. In December. In December. We are doing all holiday-themed episodes. Next week will be the Christmas Eve episode. It's on the 24th. And then the week after that. New Year's Eve. We're at the end of this disgusting year. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? No. <laughs> All right. Let's do this thing. Okay. We, we have important people to I talk to I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this is, a, this is a slow burn today. But we have a very special guest this episode that I am very excited we're going to be interviewing. I'm not giving it away now. I'm going to talk to you about it later, but it's going to make people stay if they hear there's a special guest. Don't you want to hear some more Quality comedy content. I know I do. Well, then do it. Okay, here we go. This is from the Anison star, Anison, Alabama. Like Anison the... Aniston. Oh. Like Jen Aniston. <laughs> not, <laughs> like Aniston. Not Little Yellow Different, Aniston? <laughs> That's Newprin. Oh? Little Yellow Different, Newprin. Oh, shit. But Aniston is the one that Elizabeth Moss did the commercials for. I have a headache. That's Excedrin. Jesus. <laughs> Anison is the o- <laughs> it's the only drug my mother would give me in the eighties. Not help Joseph's- me sleep, sleep now, child. Not Joseph's chewable aspirin. <gasps> if I could, I would accidentally eat a bottle of those things. How could you not? They tasted good, fantastic. Just like Flintstones vitamins. There's no vitamins in all. It's like just baby sugar. That that are you serious? I would chew an entire bottle of Joseph's chewable aspirin easily over the Flintstones, which tastes like like. Chalk, maybe a, <gasps> a charcoal briquette. You think that they tasted like a, I, no, no. Yeah, you can't great. put sucrets and Flintstones vitamins well, in the I same did. category. I Don't did. do that. And I want the to taste know is entirely different. Who withheld the Wilmas? Because you know it was the Wilmas <laughs> and the Bettys. Like you got everybody else, but then it's like someone had a grudge. Yeah, there was a time when I had way too many Barneys. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, some yeah they were like women don't belong in health. <laughs> so you can take them out of there. <laughs> the person's like, is this health? Because if some little boy got like a Wilma pill, it'd be like, I grew breasts. And, oh God, take the Not Wilmas again. out. Remove the Wilmas. They were so delicious. God, I think I want to go to Target after this and get myself some Flintstones vitamins. I think you should just get the Joseph's Jewel aspirin. That is the only way that you're going to get vitamins or calcium in me. I got those calcium chews. How come there's no commercials for Flintstones anymore? Because I don't think that they make them anymore, do they? Well, there's 10 million strong and growing. Well, if they're making them, frankly, their reputation is what's like word of mouth. 
is making them sell. They're like, we don't even need, we don't need ad space. These things are flying off the shelves. People love Flintstones vitamins. Should they mm. shake them on the, in their coffee? Okay, let's get back to this. Can we go somewhere for chewable calcium after okay, this? We <laughs> so delicious. <laughs> this is the Jennifer Aniston star, Aniston, Alabama, <laughs> January 24th, 1966. Dear Abby, last Christmas, I received a Christmas card from a friend. On it was printed the following. This Christmas wish represents a gift to the Presbyterian Intercommunity Hospital in Whittier, California. It gave me the feeling that they sent me a greeting so they could claim me as a tax deduction. I, too, make donations to worthy causes, but I also send Christmas gifts. And I certainly don't use my Christmas cards to tell my friends about the charities I support. I think this is in the worst possible taste. Please comment from from Whittier. Dear From, I think one of the more civilized practices of recent years is donating to charities instead of giving extravagant gifts to people who already have more than they need. Knowing that some less fortunate person in a war-torn country had received a care package in my name, for example, would be a gift enough for me. Jesus, Miss Gulch. (laughs) How dare you? You're giving to a charity and then you're telling me you did it? How dare you? I think it's nice. It's totally nice. <laughs> Bitch. Whore. Slut. Gwyneth. How dare you tell How? me that you're giving me something for Christmas and a Christmas card. How Gwyneth of you. <sighs> I give to charities too. <laughs> but the ones that my, my great super sexy godfather supports Steven Spielberg's charities. <laughs> Everybody can just go over Steve's house. That's a good gift. You don't need more crap. No. <laughs> Good. Take another loud sip of that disgusting Coke. There it is. That's actually a nice sound effect for a creaking door. And now for the radio play. He entered the room. Slowly. He shook some rocks in his pockets. I don't know. I got nothing. I got nothing today. I'm, I'm revving up. It's fine. It's fine. Let's just move on. It's a, we, we could. Just go! You gave! You gave! <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. This is from the Times. Third Shreveport, Times. Louisiana. February 10th, 1995. I just read that date for the first time ever. 95. Hmm. This this makes sense now. All right. Christmas card greeters need to take a serious reality check. <laughs> Dear Ad Landers, it's taken me until now to recover from Christmas. I hope the subject isn't too out of date for you to print. Now that Christmas is over, I'm grateful I don't have to read any more photocopied generic holiday letters from so-called friends. I want to tell these people, if you can't spare a couple of minutes to write a short personal note in your Christmas card, just sign your names and write to me in April when you aren't so busy. What nauseates me is that the letter goes on, the letters go on and on about how wonderful your life is. Don't you have problems like normal people? Every year, letters like this. John got another promotion and is grateful for each new challenge. (laughs) Although he works long hours, he still found time to paint the house, build a larger kitchen, and coach Little League. (laughs) My part-time job teaching children to read is so rewarding and joyful, and the boys and girls call me Aunt Betsy. 
Etsy. I also took up quilt making and Chinese cooking. And in my spare time, I teach aerobics and serve meals to the homeless at our church shelter. Joe received full scholarships to Harvard and Yale. He's captain the football team and was valedictorian in his class. Jane is active in school and cheerleading, dance, and volleyball. We were lucky enough to take three family vacations this year to go to Disney World Aruba and Grand Canyon. <laughs> Next Christmas, I plan to write my own holiday letter. It will go something like this. Budget cuts at Ed's company resulted in layoffs and has been unemployed for three months. The mortgage company calls on a weekly basis to threaten foreclosure, but I'm not worried because I was offered a part-time job at Burger King for $4 an hour. Our son Billy's new business was doing well until his partner and best friend embezzled $25,000 and left with their secretary for the South Seas. Jimmy has made many friends, and fortunately, they're all members of the Deadly Snakes motorcycle gang and wanted by the police. Susie had her nose pierced for Christmas and looks like a freak. Our family vacation this year consisted of visiting the Christmas display on Main Street. Anne, please sign this letter. Life is not a bowl of cherries, but we're doing okay in L.A. This is a long letter. Dear okay in L.A. Thanks for the reality check. You made a lot of people feel better today, and I thank you. Anne, tell me <clears throat> that I did not write that letter to Ann Landers. <laughs> <clears throat> Ann opened up the letter, and she's like, okay, okay. Oh, 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 sh oh shit. Okay. Oh, okay. Five Fuck. pages. Fuck. Oh, okay. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Oh, single-spaced. Okay, okay. Wow. All right. Okay. <clears throat> Is that blood? There's blood on it. Um, she, she just picked up the phone, just like rotary dial. Can I speak to Margaret, please? <laughs> Are you okay? Is there security downstairs? <laughs> Tell me that that is not genius. And it actually made me go, because <clears throat> I hate those letters too, where it's like, everything is wonderful. Here's how we celebrated the last year of our lives. I want to see one person do an honest to God 2020. Oh my Pandemic God. Year, yearly wrap up with your family. Well, maybe. I'm crying only two times a day now and having a wonderful <laughs> life. I've gone through at least five pill bottles this month. <laughs> now that the gym's closed again, I actually gained a COVID 30. <laughs> now We're that, getting a divorce. <laughs> now that Cuomo closed indoor dining and shut down any place I ever enjoyed ever, and my livelihood is gone. <laughs> I was just evicted from my apartment, and I have no place to go. <laughs> have you ever slept on the street while rats eat your feet? <laughs> Do you know what a wet cigarette tastes like for breakfast? I've had three. <laughs> so have I. <laughs> that, that is a very good letter. And yes. if I it, it was it's if I didn't feel like I was in a fever dream, I would have written that myself. I, mean, I hate the yearly roundup wrap up. Letters. I never understood why people do them to begin with. I don't. I. Did someone say like, "Hey, tell me how everything's been"? No one asked. No, but it's also when you open up a card and like a mimeographed piece of paper that's folded falls out. I, I'm instantly like, mm, no, "No, I don't read it." No, I don't. I don't care. If I cared, I would have. I wouldn't. The thing is, if you have to write this then clearly you're not friends with these people because you don't talk to them. <laughs> exactly. Like, you would already know most of this shit. If you have to write this, nobody cared. Right. Like, I didn't ask. 
I no. didn't ask for the last 12 months, so I don't need your recap because no. I still don't care. I actually I care less. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Maybe that's that's that. what I have to say about that. We're good. Um, Chugging right along. This is good. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> this is from the St. Joseph Gazette, St. Joseph's Jewel Blast in Missouri. <laughs> September 17th, 1965, plus a Friday. Dear Abby, last Christmas, I sent over 100 Christmas cards. One of my relatives returned my card and scribbled, the same to you, on it, then signed her name. I later learned that she had done the same thing to others who had sent her Christmas cards. Has there been a new amendment to the rules of etiquette to include this practice? If so, I may do it myself this Christmas. I could save a little money. Sign, Tempted. Dear Tempted, it's highly improper. You'd better think of another way to save a little money. If I sent someone a Christmas card and I got my card back (laughs) and they like just put like a post-it like, see you in the summer. I would send them another. I would send this card back and say, if I ever receive this card again, I'm going to get in my car, drive it, and staple it to your fucking tongue. Wait, but what would happen if I did it? Would that be different? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I'm going to be here on Saturday or Sunday anyway, so I would just staple it then. I, because this is our very first year since me and my jewels have been together that we're not doing Christmas cards just to save a little moolah. Oh. And frankly, our Christmas cards are legendary. Okay. From last year when we took pictures of his colonoscopy and we oh, changed right. it to baby, it's colon outside. Loved it. To pictures with the nugget when we went to Sears and did a whole family photo shoot and sure. the girl lost her shit. Sure, she had maybe half of a set of teeth, but God, she was supportive. The set was good. The set was good. We had props. There was a lot of stuff for us to use the space. Sure. Like an improv. Uh, but now, because we're not doing them this year, this is actually great if I could just like ship them right back with ditto. Like cross out the mm. names and just put ditto. Oh what if God, we repurposed so everybody else's? <laughs> but what if we repurposed everybody else's <laughs> cards? I think she's on to something, and I don't think this is a bad idea. Then maybe what you should do is you should get some Demi Moore stickers mm-hmm. that, with the, like a little um, meme bubble that okay. says ditto from Ghost. But then I'm paying money on stickers. Well, then just, well, then I don't know what to tell you. Then take a drawing class. You've got enough time to zoom it, and you can just sketch your own Demi Moore. Look, time's a ticking. We're right. we're approaching the back half of December here. Okay, already. well then you got you have some time because but maybe I also, don't do Peloton and do some sketching. No, if no, you no. can draw this turtle, maybe you can be accepted <laughs> into the art institute. <laughs> I always traced it, always traced it. I love tracing paper. Look, I, my the hours on the day are very limited to what I can do. The sun starts setting at two o'clock now. Okay, all right. I, don't you feel are, like you just start getting ready for bed at three? <laughs> I don't know if I just I don't know if your mom came in and. and at this, at this performance of Dear Pod, we've secretly replaced oh, Aaron McGuire with Moth. I don't Let's have time. Let's see if anybody notices. I want to. I can't. I'm going to Weight Watchers today. I can't talk. <laughs> you're just like you're like my mom. My mom last night's like, is it getting darker out early? I'm no, like, it, it is. I support everybody's. You're telling me 
Well, do you work in a cave? Do you look outside? Sun starts to set at three o'clock in the afternoon, and then I get uh, that are you weird. Not, are you have you are you new to the planet, or are you new? Uh, yeah, but it's it's always a surprise, even though I know it's coming. But this seems more severe this You've year. You've been on this planet for over forty years. You know what happens. Thirty six. Okay, well, as someone who's been on the planet for over, as somebody who's, years. who's working towards making their face thirty six. Uh, well, whatever. No, I mean, it, it happens every year. We know that the early sunset is coming. It doesn't make it any better. In fact, this year, <laughs> thanks to the extreme depression through everybody that everybody's experiencing, I'm it's fine. like 10 times. To- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why people are upset. <laughs> you should just get in your yacht and go take a break. Go down to Saint-Tropez. <laughs> I'll just go to my East Hampton compound and just walk around. I, I'll just go to Capri. <laughs> Because I'm rich enough that I can pronounce it Capri. Capri. Are you going to Capri? Capri. Yes, with Jay-Z. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. I have one more article. Oh. And then, uh, oh, we actually will. No, we have have time. We have got time. All right. This comes from, we're going north of the border here, the Windsor Star, Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Oh, you have to, to, it's like a town Mm. and a township and a... (laughs) County and a, is it really difficult? Just say Windsor, Canada. Is There's it? a lot of pieces. Okay. I have is to. It? Get, I'm getting oh angry God. because look, eventually I want to move there. Oh. Okay. December twelfth, nineteen sixty-one. Christmas card deal offensive. Dear Ann Landers. Yes. Yesterday, yes. <laughs> yesterday we went to visit my sister-in-law. She had all last year's Christmas cards spread out on her dining room table and was preparing a list of the senders. I asked what it was all about, and she said, This is how we do it. Every year we send a card to everyone who sent us a card the year before. Well, what about the people you want to remember who don't happen to send Christmas cards? She replied. She replied, oh, she, this is a big story, eh? She replied, we, we skipped them. The list of musts is too darn long already. I was appalled at her crass approach to the Christmas spirit. Am I a mushy sentimentalist, as she says, or is this the way most people do nowadays? <laughs> Sorry about that stroke, you guys. Sorry. Wow. What's I smelled banana bread, and I don't do, know. Do, I, <laughs> or is this the way most people do Nowadays. Signed, Selle. C-E-L-E. Selle. Dear Selle. Selle. I hate to knock the stars out of your eyes, but I'm afraid most people are in your sister-in-law's league. Christmas has become a commercial rat race. A shameful amount of giving is done strictly on a payback basis or because it's expected. I am heartily in favor of skipping the mechanical monkey shines and stretching the Christmas spirit over the entire 12 months. Ayan. That's how we do. Do you have, like, we have our standard list. But then what happens is when people send us things and then we're like, oh, crap, they sent us something. And then we just throw, we do a quickie, you know, address it, stamp it, throw it in the mail. We don't really do Christmas cards. Ever? No, not really. I send one. I to never my mom. used to do them before Jules. Well, no, we don't. We don't. I send them to like, if, unless I'm sending a gift. Yeah. To my godsons. Yeah, yeah. Are you going? You, oh, I was just about to say you're going home for Christmas. No, no it's a global pandemic, home. mom. It's a global pandemic. Yeah, but it's yeah. you get over it. Go 
setting at noon. COVID doesn't happen when the lights go down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. What? Did I? I found out this little tidbit of, speaking of the Grinch, going back in time. Okay. Did you know that Faith Hill's Where Are You Christmas was original? Do you know that song? No. From the Grinch movie? Yes. Oh, I never watched the full Grinch movie with Jim Carrey. You don't Carrey? know the song then? No. James? Yes. I'm not really a country fan. Yes. What are you talking about? It's a fantastic song. Oh my God. The hate that I feel just, from that I side. Do, well, then this, the isn't, this just isn't going to be a good story. <clears throat> I'm dead inside. Go ahead. Anyway, Mariah Carey was supposed to record it. Was <laughs> that it? Yes. And then Faith Hill did it. That was it. That's my story. It's small. <laughs> It's a little bit, of, it's more of a trivia than it is a story. <laughs> it's more of a Snapple cap. Yeah. I am very excited because we have a very special guest this week. She Who is, is it? Who is it? I'm going to tell you right now with our Christmas theme. Now, this next guest we are inviting onto our dear pod. I was going to say screen, but really it's. It's more of an emotional space that we inhabit. It's a safe space. It is. It is. Um, She is a director. She is a choreographer. But most importantly, she is a former Radio City Rockette. Ladies and gents, please welcome to Dear Pod, Julie Tomano. Yay! Gentle, I'm sorry that doesn't feel like it's worthy (laughs) of, of you. And I'm sure that you have heard the applause from many a person in Radio City Music Hall. I am so excited to talk to you. How are you? Uh, good. How are you? Hanging Great. in there by the skin of our teeth. That's correct. Emotionally? Uh, well, it's not about us. No, no. I mean... It's all it, about you. It is. It's all about you. Today, I am very excited to talk to you about what it was like to be a Radio City Rocket. How long did you do the show? I did it from 2005 until 2010, so six seasons. Wow. Okay. And how many shows a day? Uh, up to four. Actually, no. There was a couple times where we did five shows in a day. Whoa. It wasn't. It was. It was. You feel like you're a robot, and you feel like you're just. You, you feel like you're just putting on the costumes, doing the doing the dances. Just like it was. It was challenging. When you first get the call that you booked it, like what? Like, were you like, what oh, my God, feeling? Like, you are now like, like, and I, you have become, it's so iconic to New York. Mm-hmm. And now you are like, it must be incredibly satisfying. Tell me what. I remember like getting the call. Like, I remember going through the audition process, which was two days long and getting to the end of that and getting measured. And there were still 30 girls. Um, and I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my mom I didn't tell anybody except one friend um and I I because I didn't I I don't know I just didn't want to jinx it I think yeah um and two days later I got the call really quickly like it was in August and two days later it was the the audition ended on Wednesday and Friday I got the call (gasps) and um I was like yeah I was speechless I called my mom she she had no (laughs) that I had even auditioned and so she was she was also speechless everybody was excited you know how long have you been dancing when did you first start dancing I my mom owned the dance studio in Vancouver so I as soon as I could walk like at one and a half or like one I had 
tap shoes on my feet and at one and a half I was in tap class you know oh so dancing for a long long time (laughs) now walk me through what an average day of a rockette is when you are in production full tilt boogie what's it like yes So, um, okay, so we show up at uh, Radio City like an hour before the show, an hour and a half, like depending on how uh, how much preparation you want to do. And um, you like immediately go to your dressing room, which was eight, eight people were in a dressing room together. They're all your best friends at that point. <laughs> yeah, and you're at war like, together. And it, your confidants and your shoulder to cry and everything and your ridiculous like laughing partners when you when you have to like when there's nothing else to do but laugh mm. um but like yeah we go you go immediately into your dressing room um get ready so put on your makeup like there's a process you know from doing shows like there's a ritual to like putting on your makeup doing your twist um getting your getting your costume on putting your tights on like all of those things um and then I, like I would say at five minutes to, like you obviously get the calls like 30 30 minute call from the stage manager 15 10 and then at five um, most people are heading down to the stage but there were times when we wouldn't go down to the stage until like two minutes after places and we'd hear the music going and like we you know you know so well the music and you know the moment that you have to take the elevator down to the stage in because you're gonna miss your entrance if not. Yes. But sometimes, like sometimes we just get to chatting and sometimes it's just like, um, you sort of like cut it close. Um, I, I don't think, I don't think I ever heard about anybody actually missing their entrance, but anyways, um, and then, then you do the show and when you're, when you're down on stage level, um, there's no time to go back to your dressing room in between. So there's, um, quick change boosts off stage and so you do the 90 minute show and you feel like you just you just start it and then it's over like there's no time to do anything except change drink a little glass of water go to the bathroom if like there's most of the time there's not even chance to go to the bathroom during the show but there's a couple there's a couple moments like right before soldiers and right before i don't remember now um but there's two chances to go to the bathroom during the show so you don't want to um actually if that were me i'd just do it on stage i'd be in that soldier line like i am so sorry that i have to pee on you gwyneth but slowly (laughs) drop me to the ground and get a mop (laughs) yeah and then and then, and then you, the show would be over, and there'd be an hour bef- between shows, or a half hour between, <gasps> or uh, no, a half hour before half hour, an hour before half hour, or a half hour before half hour. Um, so most of the time, the Radio City caters. Um, so we we have catering in our dressing room once we get back up to our dressing room, and then just eat something small because you don't want to be with a full stomach doing all those kicks. Oh, and vomit. just you just do it again and again and again. And then by the time it's ready to go home, like some people say and take showers and wash off of their makeup. And I usually would wash off my makeup. I rarely took a shower there um, just because I was just heading home anyways. And then you just go home and like, everybody thinks that glamorous and you're going out all the time and you're going for drinks and dinners, but there's no time to do that. You have to rest and you have to, you have to ice your body and all of those things. So, yeah. Did they have ice buckets off stage? 
Yeah, they not right off stage, but there is an athletic training room um, on one floor on the the top one of the top floors of Radio City, where there's a, a beautiful athletic athletic training room where there's massage and physiotherapists that you can uh, book appointments with, and uh, athletic trainers to like tape your shoulder or your arm or whatever, and there there's also like a room with two giant like ice baths where like i would say four to five people could fit in one of those baths like legs <laughs> down um. okay well yeah. now all the listeners just got real excited at the thought <laughs> of five rockets sitting in an ice bathtub together now what they don't see is that everybody's crying <laughs> like I, got, I have to do another 12 shows that, exactly that is I, I mean the turnaround is so fast how, how long i'm curious about this because I, uh, the Rockettes was one of my first auditions ever in New York City. And I just went there on a whim and I came real close to the end and they called me back and I got to go to Radio City and dance with all the other girls, which to me is like looking back, it must've been the funniest, weirdest thing. Cause when you do the kick line, you cannot touch each other or you will drag all of those hookers down with you. And uh, by the end of that audition, I was like holding onto a girl's shoulder. I was grabbing somebody's ass being like, help me up. This is insane that you do this every day. And then I got cut and then I went and I cried in that gap right by Magnolia Bakery. Yeah, fun yeah, fact. Yeah. That's fun. So, I, I mean, the rehearsals of it, to get that precision, how long are you rehearsing this show? Um, if there's no new numbers, you're rehearsing for six weeks. So we go into a rehearsal, like just a 10 to six regular rehearsal day, six days a week. Um, and you learn the show, you learn where you stand in the line. Um, and then you learn the entire show because there's always at least one or two new girls. And then we go into tech like four weeks of that and then tech for two weeks and then open the show. If there's a new number, um, it's just a longer process. So like maybe eight weeks or maybe 10 weeks or like year 2007 when the show was completely revamped. Um, we were in rehearsal for so long that we were in tech for like four weeks. It was madness. Like tech with, with 10 out of 12 days for four weeks in a row oh my is gosh. just madness. You must it's have hated mad. holiday music. Uh, I, By the time that rolled around, you're like, <clears throat> I hate all of this Christmas. By the time Christmas rolls around, we, you're just like, I've been celebrating this holiday for so long that I just <laughs> Christmas now, you know? But there's something about holiday music that, like, I don't like the songs that are in the show, like, or they all have, like, a PTSD reaction from <laughs> of me. Of course they do. But, like, wow. right in the Christmas movie, like, I, I really have good memories of my childhood of Christmas and whatever, so... I, I like Christmas music. What was it like that first show you did at Radio City? Curtain goes up. Oh. You're there with all these other gals. You're dressed in Swarovski crystals. Hair is tight in a bun. Yes. Lashes are on, all five pairs. You got 12 pounds of makeup on. Mm -hmm. How did it feel? I, I would say the first moment... Like you're so well rehearsed that like there's no there's no nerves of if I'm gonna make a mistake because that doesn't happen they won't let it happen because you're so well rehearsed. Um, but I will say the first time I got into a kick line and looked out at at over Radio City and like six thousand people, 
um i i bawled my face off like <gasps> i was just oh crying like i can't believe i'm here i can't believe i'm a rocket i can't like everything like all i had all the emotions in that one moment and like you can't really ball your face off while you're while you're doing anything physical so like there was just tears streaming down my face in whatever way i could you know yeah. If I were the girl standing next to you in that kick line, I'd be like, pony up, buttercup. We got five more of these to do today. There's no crying in Radio City. I would be so worried about you, actually. <laughs> I'd be like, what happened? Oh, oh. oh. I, that must have been insane. Yeah, the, the girl beside me, the my first year at Radio City, was this woman who had done it for, like, I would say 14, 15 years. <gasps> and she was oh my- her name's Ann Cooley. Do you know her? Yes, I like, do. You do? Wonderful woman. She's just like smoking, like, oh, little girl. Like, I'll, I'll, like, she took me under her wing and, like, literally was like, don't worry, it's going to be okay. But, like, she just, she was just, I was scared of her until, like, <laughs> I, realized, I realized that she was, like, she was pretty cool, you know? That's funny. So it was really an interesting person to stand beside like my first year her like 15 20th year i don't know um yeah and like her just her attitude and like i just liked her yeah i love a seasoned broad with a cigarette yeah like, yeah follow me kid i'll show you where all the good ice tubs are you these don't want to share legs. with marjorie these are fake legs <laughs> i want one fake leg to just go flying out <laughs> now i know some rockettes do other events, special events. I remember uh, I have friends who are Rockettes, the center Rockettes, woo, who did things for like at Shea Stadium. Uh, they did the Macy's Parade. Did you do any special events like that? And if so, what was yeah. your fave? I did the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, like I think twice, maybe three times. I can't remember now. <laughs> you blacked uh, out. Um, yeah, I, I was just looking at my pictures like a couple days ago and was like, did I do it three times or did I do it twice? Because it's always a different costume. Yeah. Um, anyway, I did that a bunch of times. And I also did, um, the Rockefeller Center tree lighting, um, <gasps> twice. And that, that to me, I did the Today Show many times as well. Um, and I, a lot of other little events, but the tree lighting, I, for me, and I think most Rockettes agree with this. It is just the most spectacular event because there's only 12 of, of, of us. So it's like, it feels, um, it feels special. And it, it's right after, it's at night. So you, you walk from Radio City over to Rockefeller Center uh, at like 5.30 PM. And it's just so glamorous in the, in the, the sense of like all the other stars there and you feel like you're famous you feel like you can walk up to tony bennett and say hi because you're in a costume and he's like hi rocket like you don't <laughs> you're, not, you're not an individual but you are famous as the line right. so you feel like you're sort of like not on par but like you, i don't know you just feel equal in some way you know you are yeah, you're part, you're part of, of the event yeah yeah what was your favorite number to do um, I would say New York at Christmas, which is the one because I'm a musical theater person. Um, the one that where the bus, the bus number, I don't know if you oh, know. I remember oh, the, yeah. where it turns around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the bus number, like right at the beginning is all like this New York at Christmas, like we're actually lip syncing, but we're singing. So so it's just it feels musical theatery, you know, yeah. Yeah. and that was always my favorite. 
This is fascinating. Yeah. So you did it for five years and then you just, you were like, it's time. Um, okay. So when like 2010, I was 32 uh, and my body was feeling like, okay, this is maybe the time to retire as a dancer because I just like my body was feeling like it was breaking down and was never feeling a hundred percent. So I just, um, I decided before my last season that I, this was going to be my last season. So I really took everything in and like really sort of enjoyed it as much as I could because I was like, this is it. Um, and then after that, I just decided that I wanted to get onto the other side of the table, like be a creative. Um, and I realized that maybe moving back to Vancouver was like where, where I knew a lot of directors and choreographers and where it was a smaller market, maybe I could transition easier. And, um, and there was also many other things that led to that decision, but like to sum it up, um, and then I just moved back to Vancouver and um, started the slog to becoming a director and choreographer, which is not easy and not quick. But, um, but yeah, I assisted a lot and sort of found my path. Now, uh, this is a sidebar from the Rockette storyline, but I think it's fascinating. And because you're a dancer, I'm interested in what this process was like. Uh, Julie had a stroke and recovered fully from it am i correct yeah i would say i would say i would i'm 90 percent and 99 percent recovered like my shoulder is like i can't feel it oh, like wow. i can't feel my shoulder but and there's a couple other little things that i really can't do exactly like i used to do them but i would say 90 99 percent recovered when did this happen um april of 2017 oh my god fairly yeah. recently so like three and a half fish years yeah you're so casual talking about it. she's like yeah whatever yeah, I just, it's, it's like i went did. to the market and then stroke and then what i feel like yeah I, I just feel like because i because i live it every day like it does feel like it's been a long time and um i don't know i just live it every day so i don't i don't know you don't think did the dance background help you rehab from that yeah probably because um like, because what every doctor has said to me so far is because your baseline was like up here, whereas like most people who have a stroke are not physically active and are older and all of these other things commonly have other health problems. Um, their baseline is like way down here. So my baseline was so high already that um, I felt like I couldn't do the things that I used to do quickly or even ever again um like a triple pirouette like i cannot i can't even do as i can't even do a revolution at all like i can't turn um but like that's something that a 85 year old person or even a person that's my age that has other health concerns um wouldn't be able to do anyway so standing and walking for me was uh a little was my baseline was higher so i just was able to like learn to stand and walk quicker oh, wow how long did it take you to recover um i would say okay so there was there was sections of recover like i went back to work four months later um i would say i could go home like i was in the hospital for three and a half weeks and then i was moved to a rehab hospital for six more weeks so nine weeks nine and a half weeks um and then i was able to take care of myself like go to the bathroom 
do laundry, things like that, make breakfast, like feed myself. Um, so nine and a half weeks later, I was able to function like, like alone. Um, and then I would say four months later, I was back to work choreographing a musical, but I had a really good assistant who demonstrated everything, everything for me. And I also took a nap at lunch every day, any kind of stimulation overtires the brain. And, um, yeah, I was like, so I was taking a nap every lunch. So yeah, so I was back at work at about four months, but like with many accommodations. And then I would say a year later, I was actually able to direct and choreograph a show. And like my speech was still, was still took the longest to get back. I would say the nuance of speech, like humor, the little, like landing a joke and things like that, or like volume dynamics took a year and a half to two years to come back, you know? Wow. But they're back. Congratulations. Yeah. You're an extraordinary being, That's I have incredible. to say. You're a very talented lady with an awesome story. You should actually write that down. I think it's fascinating to be like, you know, how your whole history probably helped you in recovering. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I've been writing a lot lately with, since the pandemic. Like, I haven't been able to work in the theater, so I've been um, doing a lot of writing. So I don't know where it's going to lead, but I'm enjoying it. It will lead to, to uh, what, what's, what's a good editor? Schuster. What? Simon and, Simon and Schuster. There we go. Not Simon and Simon. See, um, well, you never know. Well, you never know where talent will lead you, that's for sure. Uh, now, we are an advice column podcast, a comedy advice podcast. <laughs> um, so we would just like to ask you, what was your favorite piece of advice you ever received, either as a dancer, in recovery from, from a major event like a stroke? Any favorite piece of advice? Yeah, the the favorite piece of advice that I think can cross like any genre, or I don't know, any subject um, is um, something that some my uh, rehab therapist said to me when I was like really sad and depressed and like crying about like not being able to do anything um, two months post stroke because I think I was trying to put on mascara and like there was black all over my eye. And it was just like, I can't even put on freaking mascara. Like what the, you know? So, so I just had a defeated moment and she was like, think about, think about a year from now. Think about a year from now, see yourself a year from now. Are you think you're going to get better at putting on mascara? And I was like, yeah, I probably am. So I don't know what the piece of advice is, but like, if you're, if you're struggling in a moment, think about a year from now. And um, if it will matter as much or if a year from now it will be, will be different. You know? Oh, I love that. That is a wonderful piece of advice. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now. Exactly. A year from now, exactly. what will we all exactly. be? It will not be what it is right now. Oh my God, I hope not. I hope not. No, I promise you, Julie, I am promising all of the <laughs> listeners of Dear Pod, one year from now, we will be laughing about this. Sure, we'll cry a little bit because we've lost a year, More but we're still going to be laughing about it. And we'll be back at Radio City seeing the Rockettes this time next year. I yes. bow to you. Thank you so much Thank for being you. such an yeah. awesome, an awesome guest. Where can the people yes, find yes, you? Yes, 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 Online. Would oh. you like them to find you? Let them, let yeah. them know. Yeah, Instagram at Julie Tomano. 
That's T-O-M-A-I-N-O. Julie Tomano. Not tomato, not tomato. Correct. Not tomato. Tomano. Julie Tomano. <laughs> Fabulous former Rockette. Awesome choreographer. Phenomenal director. And Canadian. Thank you, my love. Do I have a Canadian accent? Do I have a Canadian accent? Yeah, but it will no, definitely offend you. Oh, yes. do you have a... Yes, yes you, you do. do. Okay, thank you. When this comes out, take a listen. She's like, oh, so I, uh, er, uh. <laughs> But we love you anyway, baby. Uh, when I move up you. there, I'm going to get a Canadian accent, and then I'm going to sleep with Justin Trudeau. Oh. I almost said Justin Thoreau. So we have an Instagram mail question for the good listeners this week. We, every week, every week, we are taking your advice questions and we are trying to do it our own damn selves, giving you some wisdom from the sinkhole that is the pineapple ranch right now. Yes. So uh, email us, dearpartofficial at gmail.com or send us a DM. Slide into our inbox at dearpartofficial on your Instagram. Instagram mail. Instagram mail. Instagram mail. Do it. Do it to me. Uh, 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 uh. Here's the question. Yes. Dear Pod, I started getting Christmas cards from friends before Thanksgiving. It panicked me and made me think I was behind the eight ball. When is a good time to send out cards? Is pre-Thanksgiving a thing now? Signed, all marked out. Mm-hmm. Behind the eight ball. I was doing an eight ball when all these Christmas cards came in. Oh. Oh. Oh, okay. now that's a way to get through the holidays yeah, this year. That'll get, I mean, you'll get your cards out pretty quick then. Are they still making cocaine? Yeah. Are the kids still doing that? Yeah, we can do that when we're done. Okay. Dear Hallmark, don't let the retail industry mess with your brain calendar and force you into the wrong holiday. People who send out Christmas cards in November are the same people who stockpile Yankee candles and pass them off as thoughtful gifts. Oh, Mary, this Harvest Time candle made me think of you. Happy holidays. Steve, this Fire Island Summer Madness candle made me think of you. I don't know. The smell of a filthy condom and a wet jockstrap spoke to me. Mary, Mary. Don't confuse the holiday system any more than it has already already been messed with. Send Christmas cards in the month of December only. You don't send someone's birthday card months before or after the fact, do you? No. That's moronic. Don't panic and stay in your Hallmark Lane. Stick to your guns and postmark your Mistletoe Madness cards December 1st and not a day sooner. I wouldn't trust anyone who sends Christmas notes while the Thanksgiving turkey is still warm. It's as bad as someone who waxes their own back or gives themselves their own Prince Albert. Google it. Happy card shopping. Abby. There's nothing wrong with a Yankee candle as a gift. Okay. Well, there that is. That being said, enjoy clean linen. <laughs> Ooh, birthday cake. Can't wait to have my house smell like that. Oh, what a terrible smell. It can go so wrong so fast. Very fast. Or if anyone wants to torture me, here's the vanilla vanilla ice cream. I will immediately open it up and go straight to the bathroom and shit myself twice. <laughs> 
I am with you, but with sugar cookie. You give me something that says sugar cookie and the friendship is over. Do you not walk into someone's house so you, could, you know immediately what kind of candle they have? Yes. And because I'm traumatized because I lived with uh, one of my house, one of my flatmates when I lived in London. Ah, uh, chip, chip, hi, hi, cheerio. Clearly had some sort of uh, dietary issues and <laughs> was a regular dumper. But he would spray what, it was a vanilla spray. No. You are just literally polishing a turd. I swear to God, if someone's if he was in the bathroom and he was spraying it, I would be in the kitchen with my pants down in the sink, shitting the dis- the, the disposal. It's like putting lipstick on a pig. <laughs> I mean, don't you spray anything vanilla over a turd smell? Because it's it's basically in. someone just passing gas at a TCBY, <laughs> which is totally acceptable which in is that fine. arena. If I it's ever open, if, if, in, but it won't in be. The town. It's open from 1.15 to 3.18, and you better hope you're in the right place at the right time when they show up. That is a front for a cockfighting ring. I'm convinced that there's one sad TCBY left in the country. <laughs> and With I would that rather... weird box fan by the front door, even though it's the middle of December. <laughs> I'd feel safer in a blockbuster. <laughs> it's horrifying. There's only one DVD here. At the windows it's are Christmas dirty. Christmas in the square. Yeah. I don't want to watch this anymore. Why are they advertising St. Patty's Day? I, I don't... Yeah, he would spray it, and I walked into the room, and I was like, oh, marshmallow ass! <laughs> so, and there was a time when they came up with a whole candle collection for Bath and Body Works, which was like, man cave, semen, dark grass, it, it, leather, dark grass. football game. There was all this, like, Smells like, like beer. We're going to try to appeal to the toxic masculine collection. No, thanks. Yeah. Date rape. <laughs> it was awful. Clean linen doesn't smell like clean linen. It smells, it's like people that are like, I like the smell of bounty or whatever. Exactly. Or not bounty, bounce. Yeah. I do not. I, I don't mind that. That's the least offensive of them. But well, I love a good candle. I really do. If it smells just right. But it is the season. Like, I don't burn candles really during the summer. I usually do it now. Cozy's up a house. Right. It's yeah. cozy. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting off the topic. Oh, God. Surprise. All right. Here's Anne's answer to Hall mocked out. Dear Hall, I will tell Americans what I tell my jewels whenever he attempts to drive at night. Tap the brakes, goddammit. No wonder we're all on anti-anxiety pills. This country has us prepping for Valentine's Day before Christmas. I walked into a Walmart in July, and they had stuff out for Halloween. My first mistake was walking into a Walmart. That's on me. But Christ Jesus, can't we just be in the moment? I get that we're a capitalist nation, but I hardly think gearing up for Memorial Day on Labor Day is going to relax our collective sphincters. Then there's Christmas cards. The suburbanite sprint to prove your family has its shit together by forcing everyone to wear clean white button-down shirts, acid-washed jeans, and bare feet. Bare feet! Exactly what I want to see at Christmas. Everyone rushing to get theirs out first. The irony is these are the same people that have a pillow that says live for today. Breathe. Relax. Listen to your pillows, precious. Life is a marathon, not a sprint. And if what I've read about marathons is true, you shit yourself at the 17th mile. My advice to you, I would buy an extra large novelty card that plays La Bamba or some other obnoxious song when you open it. Put Barefoot's card back in it, send it to her with a note saying, 
Please send again in one month. But that's just me. I'm a bitch. If this trash sandwich of a year has taught us anything, it's that there are no rules anymore. Just the ones you make for yourself. Don't keep up with the Joneses. Odds are the Joneses are in a loveless marriage with a bridge and tunnel husband getting some boy tail on weekends while his wife takes in an ivy of tequila with her astrologist. In the irreverent words of Funk Master Flex, you do you. Boo boo. Anne. Wow. That was succinct. That was a scent? Succinct. Oh! It was a scent and the scent was clean linen. I think you said the word (laughs) breathe instead of breathe. Brief. Go on. Go on. Go on. Brief. Just take a deep breath. (laughs) B-R-E-F-F. I want to put that. (laughs) Breath. What if we did inspirational pillows and an accent? (laughs) Brief. Luff. Shit yourself. Wipe yourself. Repeat. Well, hey. Let's have a tail. All right. But here's the thing. Before Christmas and New Year's comes a very different celebration. Christmas. Hanukkah. Oh. <laughs> but I'm doing it anyway. All right. So this one. Oh, it's, this is for specialty cocktail. We haven't sung yet. So sing with a little bit of a fiddler vibe. Ready? Specialty cocktail. Specialty drink. Ava, special I'm sure we're offending somebody. I, I know. It's happening. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. Here we are. Here we are. This week's specialty cocktail is in honor of our Hanukkah listeners. People who are celebrating Hanukkah this week. Okay, I am apologizing in advance as I thrash this Hebrew, but I've I, I've never been to Hebrew school, so okay. please forgive. Okay. You know what? You're learning, you're living, you're laughing. I know. I'm going to get me on Duolingo. Yeah. <laughs> Only I would sign up for Duolingo and be like, I think I'll learn Latin. What's a dead language that nobody uses? I just started uses? doing Duolingo. Did you? What are you taking? Espanol. <gasps> the smart language. <gasps> All right. This week's cocktail is the Bitai Avon. Excuse me? Bitai Avon. Batai Avon. Batai Avon. There it is. This week's cocktail is the Batai Avon. Found online by the cute little goy we just called Jules. For this, you need one and a half ounces of vodka, three and a half ounces of apple juice, one cinnamon stick, one apple slice. Combine vodka, apple juice, and ice in a highball glass. Stir well and garnish with the apple slice and cinnamon stick. Here are the tasting notes. Shalom, everyone. And a huge adunk to you for your continued support throughout the past year and a half on the making on uh, on our past year and a half on the air, making you all blush, laugh, shake your head in disbelief. And now, it's time again to celebrate. It's time to light up your Hanukkah with more than candles. This drink means bone appetite. And let me tell you what. I love an eight-day celebration where I can open up presents, drink, and get lit while I'm lighting the menorah. This is a simple, refreshing drink that puts you in a great mood while getting you focused on a week's worth of toe-to-toe, no-holds-barred, this-is-gonna-get-ugly, dreidel-spinning competitions. I don't care if Benjamin is your nephew. He's going down. Grab your loved ones close. Raise your glasses and a glorious and healthy Shana Tova to us all. Because after this past year, we all deserve an amazing 2021. 
Lashana Tomafelcha. I am not good at Hebrew, but damn if I didn't try. A donk of way, Vitae Avon. <laughs> Cheers, quiz. <laughs> oh, it's so light. This is, what do you think? What do you, I think it's very, um, it's light. It's very kitty. It's like. I feel like a kid. I, I think because I just, when do you ever drink apple juice? I don't. And it's so apple juicy forward. I it like also it, means though. that it can disappear very quickly, which oh, is I dangerous know. because the vodka is hidden in there somewhere under the festive app-app juice. I don't know what happened in the Hollywood machine this year. I understand that a pandemic came along and halted production mm-hmm. for the most part for a couple months. Sure. That doesn't mean that we've lost our mind when it comes to taste and choices. Can we talk about Mario Lopez starring as Colonel Sanders in a Lifetime TV movie? I don't movie? know why we didn't lead this nine-hour podcast <laughs> with that. When someone posted a picture of Mario Lopez that was and me. whoever that is. Yeah, poor girl. But before I saw yours, someone posted it. I'm like, this can't be real. And then you posted it. And then I saw it again. I'm like... Wait a minute. I nearly lost my mind. Yeah. And then the internet lost their collective mind. And then it just trended on everything. It's called a recipe for seduction. <laughs> is this is this not a tongue-in-cheek production? I do not believe it is, but I will seek it out. And I will watch it on behalf of you and the listeners. I will take the bullet on this one because I want to know. Okay. Now, let me just say this. Growing up... Around Kentucky Fried Chicken, when it was called Kentucky Fried Chicken, not KFC. At no point did the colonel ever look like he went to a gym, saw a gym, had a protein shake. He looked like he was maybe one spilled on a flight of stairs from being hospitalized and then (laughs) dead. Now we have Mario Lopez, which is just has like the the like the tight Chelsea T. the the high the high school production of Old Man Gray, <laughs> combed in the back, yep, 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 and yep. then just tight ripped fucking like Mario Lopez. He took his Ben Nye aging wheel <laughs> and and whitened up his hair. And look, if the Grinch can be sexy and I rape everybody for an hour and uncomfortable 30 minutes, then what's to say Mario Lopez can't play an old man who pushes chicken tenders? And it ho- it totally changes its finger licking good for me for no the rest of my shit. life. It <laughs> must be in his rider. Okay, I need an extra small shirt. The tightest pants you the can find. The tightest pants so you can see my 12 inches. Look, I know that I'm going to have a mustache, but can you make it curl up at the end can like Zorro? Can you make Zorro? it look sexy? Yeah. What can you do? I need so to be when able I'm, to show my So when biceps. I'm serving a, a bucket of chicken, is it okay if I cut a hole out of the bottom of the... <laughs> and s- stuff my junk in it? There's there's a greasy. I can't seem to get this leg out. Oh, keep pulling. <laughs> keep pulling. Keep pulling. These don't feel like wings or thighs. <laughs> I think there's a hot dog in here. (laughs) Ah. Who ordered ranch?